Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to our good news segment. Susan Pepper is joining me here today, Vice President of Pharmacy Practice at Express Scripps Pharmacy. And we are here to talk about how the pandemic has transformed the role of pharmacists. Susan, it's great to have you here. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. To transform the role of pharmacists, that is like a super understatement for me, given what I've seen, <laughs> what I've seen in the way the the men and women that I work with in my pharmacists uh, store or wherever people get them. I mean, it has been at like overnight they have responded. What is your what is your experience of this? How has the role of the pharmacist expanded? And, you know, I think a lot of times, Susan, it just goes unnoticed. I mean, all of a sudden you show up and your pharmacy is well protected with certain screening or glass or so forth. But what have you seen? What is happening in the industry? Thanks so much for the question. And and I think it really is underappreciated how the role of the pharmacist has changed, not only during the pandemic, but really over the past 30 years or so. If you think about, you know, the the role of the pharmacist primarily is seen as being dispensing medications, and that's a really important role to make sure our patients get their medications appropriately and safely and get the right information about their medications. But during the pandemic, there's been so much information that patients need about vaccinations and where to get vaccinations and how to get vaccinations and the safety uh, of the medication supply chain and can I get my medication when I need it? And and to your point, pharmacists have really stepped up and responded. And pharmacy is one of the most trusted healthcare professions. And they've really come through during the pandemic in a big way to be a frontline provider of healthcare, not only by providing the COVID-19 immunization and vaccination itself, continuing to dispense over four and a half billion prescriptions a year to patients in the United States, but also being a provider of information that is incredibly important during this time of of uncertainty. Yeah, I got to tell you, we know up close and personal because our nephew and his wife are pharmacists in New York City. And so if you ever want to talk about underappreciated, we could do a whole nother show about that. But we're also, you know, we're also part of hearing what some of these uh, changes and information. I, I love that you're doing this. I want to ask you this question, if I could, Susan, if you don't mind. Um, look, you are vice president of pharmacy practice. You are responsible for a lot of things. I want to know what's in your heart. I want to know when you wake up each day, what is it you want to make sure the people listening to this short interview know? Uh, It's a great question. So first and foremost, I am a pharmacist. I wake up every day with a heart for patient care. And that's what our 1,100 pharmacists at the Express Scripts Pharmacy, uh, you know, are oriented to provide each and every day. 
the thing that's most important to me for patients to walk away from and understand from this conversation is pharmacists are there to help. And only 10% of patients uh, who receive a prescription actually take advantage of speaking with the pharmacist and receiving uh, that information. Pharmacists are highly trained, have specialized knowledge about disease states, conditions, how medications can help. And I would really encourage patients to take advantage of that knowledge. Ask simple questions. Should I take my medication with food? Should I take it on an empty stomach? What over-the-counter medications might impact or interact with my medication? What are common side effects that I should be aware of uh, in case I experience them? Um, should I avoid anything uh, while I'm taking this medication? These are really simple questions, but there are things that can impact how effective your medication is, which in the long term helps keep you healthy and safe. And number two, helps you avoid any problems you might experience with your medications. And that's what I'm so passionate about. And I know our pharmacists are so passionate about is that we're here to help and please take advantage of asking these questions of your pharmacist so that you can receive this information. Yeah. And this is Pharmacy Awareness Week. I just want to tell everybody. And, you know, I want to ask you an interesting question. I, I know, like for myself, right? Um, I've been at the pharmacy quite a bit, you know, given my own healing journey. And, you know, as I do that, I'm always asked, do you want to know more? Do you want to know a little bit about how this particular prescription may affect this one? I'm always asked that question, but I don't think I'm any different than a lot of people. You know, folks just don't take up that invitation and more importantly, to manage, you know, the prescriptions that people have today. Is that causing a situation, especially with people in chronic conditions, where they're just not able to figure out what to take and when? I, I think it is an unseen pandemic, if you will, of yeah. patients not taking advantage or getting the most of their medications. Either they're not taking their medications regularly, whether it's due to cost considerations or, or side effect considerations, and they're not getting the most out of their medications. It may feel intimidating if you're in a busy pharmacy to take up that offer, as you mentioned, and ask those questions, or you may feel intimidated but here's what the great news is, is that every pharmacy has an ability for you to have access to the pharmacist, whether it's in person or whether it's on the phone or through a digital interaction. A great example at Express Scripts is that we have pharmacists who are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And our pharmacists answered over one and a half million phone calls from our patients last year. And that was really in the privacy of their own home where you can take your time and not feel intimidated. The other thing to think about is write down the questions that you want to ask the pharmacist, especially if you're going to call on the phone. Ask about interactions with vitamins or over-the-counter medications you may be taking. Make sure the pharmacist knows all of the multiple medications that you're taking, even if you're not getting them from that particular pharmacy, so the pharmacist can screen for drug interactions. Ask about side effects, particularly side effects like dizziness or drowsiness. Ask what happens if you forget to take your medication. Should you double up? Should you call your physician? Mm -hmm. What should you do if you forget? And finally, one of the most important things to ask is, is there a more affordable option for my prescription? 
many patients uh, are, are not taking their medications regularly for cost reasons. And your pharmacist is a great resource to ask about generics or more affordable options that may help you stay on track with your medication. Yeah, I think you just hit a wide range of things. One of the things that we discovered, especially having family members, you know, in, in this career path is that I don't think people understand how much training a pharmacist gets, you know, how much training, you know, a doctor of pharmacology gets. And, you know, once you have somebody in your family and you watch the level of training they go through and the level of experience they go through, it's really eye-opening. I want to ask you this, because this is really, for me, what I've seen, and especially in talking with, you know, with someone in the family who is a pharmacist, they have had to change, in my words, on a dime. And what do I mean by that? Because we're not even talking about this, right? The industry, the career path, you know, the the, the pharmacist, they have had to change and implement new innovative ways of doing things as if it was overnight. And we haven't even noticed it. You know what I'm, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, we haven't even noticed how well the industry and pharmacists have responded to COVID-19. Can you talk to that point? Sure. I think it's a really important point to consider when you think about, um, you know, standing up a COVID-19 vaccination program in a pharmacy, to your point, essentially overnight. And all of the things that that includes, the storage of the vaccination, making sure patients are safe in the waiting area, setting up appointments, making sure that the glass, uh, the partitions and, and social distancing takes place, that the employees of the pharmacy are safe and able to come to work. Because if we can't have our employees come to work, we can't continue to take care of patients. So there's just so much that goes into continuing to ensure that pharmacies uh, continue to serve patients. There's so much that goes into it behind the scenes. But think about what would happen if we weren't able to continue to provide these valuable healthcare services to our patients. And I love that you're doing this. First of all, thank you. And thank you for being part of a profession that actually is saving lives of people, even with really small conversations. You know, it's so interesting that we're having this conversation because I moved to a different area in my state. And, uh, and, you know, my friend says, why do you keep going to this? <laughs> Seriously, Susan, um, why do you keep going to the same pharmacy? And, you know, and now I know why I do, right? There's a reason I do. It's more about the pharmacy and the people there and what I've been used to for 14 years. And so I don't mind riding another two miles to go there. And I think that's also something we're not talking about enough. And that is the relationship that you can develop with the people that are caring for you and that are looking out for you, right? That, that's absolutely right. Location isn't necessarily the most important consideration when choosing a pharmacy. It's about the options and the offerings of the pharmacy and what's right for you as a patient. Um, you know, making sure that you feel comfortable uh, with the pharmacist, you feel comfortable with the pharmacy is an incredibly important consideration. Mm -hmm. Is it convenient? You know, for many patients, a home delivery option may be a really great option for maintenance patients that are delivered right to your door with automatic refill uh, program options. That way you don't have to go to the pharmacy. You don't have to leave your house. It just comes to you automatically. 
For some patients, a local pharmacy may be a better option. Um, but making sure that you're thinking about, can I talk to my pharmacist? How, what's the best way to access that conversation with the pharmacist? Is it in a confidential location in the pharmacy? Is it through an 800 number where I can talk to the pharmacist anytime I want to at home? Uh, do I feel like I can talk to my pharmacist about cost options, more affordable options? Is it convenient for me? These are all things that should go into uh, your decision about which pharmacy you should use. And it is important that you get all of your medications at the same pharmacy if you can, because that's the best way your pharmacist can provide the most complete screening of all of your medications to avoid any problems. Oh, I would totally agree with you. I know this is a short interview. I want to thank you for getting out there and sharing the message. Um, how do people find out more about what we're talking about? And, uh, you know, look, this is 4.5 plus billion prescriptions will be dispensed this year. This is something that we should know about and care about. But how do we find out more from the conversation we're having today? What's the best website to go to? And what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Well, I would invite patients to go to expressscriptspharmacy.com for more information about the topics we've talked about today. And I would just really encourage uh, your listeners to get to know your pharmacist, whether it's in person or through a phone call, and encourage patients to ask questions about your medications. That's the best way you can improve your overall health. Wow. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. TransformationTalkRadio.com. Let the journey begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our good news segment. Guess what? Carolee Mitchell, joining me here today, head of small business strategy at Bank of America, is going to share with us, number one, a recently released 2021 Bank of America Women Business Owner Spotlight. And there's lots, lots, lots to talk about. Um, Carol, it's great to have you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be here today. Um, let's get with the statistics. I'm a researcher at heart, and I love numbers, and I love that you've done this. Uh, what has the Bank of America 2021 Women Business Owner Spotlight, what did you find? Give us some insight. Sure. So 90% of our women business owners are saying that the pandemic has added a level of stress, right? Um Mental health and wellness-related matters have bubbled up to the top as the number one priority and the number one sort of consideration for running a business. And so as a result of that, over 50% of our women entrepreneurs have changed or will plan to change, you know, their approach to uh, working with their employees, providing benefits around wellness and, uh, you know, wellness and mental health-related issues. And I think that I think that's the, the greatest sort of change to underscore in that it's not that it wasn't there two years ago, three years ago. What's different now is it's being pushed to the forefront as a topic of conversation. And because it's an open sort of environment to do so, the solutioning around that is very active. And our women entrepreneurs are taking it very seriously and addressing it not only for themselves, but also for their employees. I love that you're bringing this to the forefront. Carol, uh, let me just ask you a couple of questions. Um, I don't know. I can't speak for all the other women, but the, the women in the circle of entrepreneurs that I belong to, we have acknowledged the impact of pandemic-related stressors way back. 
you know, we're two years into us, but even the first application that many of us applied for for PPP had to be one of the most stressful endeavors, I think, for most people. I was very fortunate. I have a Bank of America uh, account representative that walked me through even things that nobody knew about. But most women didn't even have access to this and didn't have access to the resources available. Now, take that, compound that with how do you navigate these waters? How do you have a business where people actually have to come to the office? How do you make it safe? Um, How do you adjust? I don't know about you, but I think your study also shows that women have stepped up and have made some changes to make sure that this is an adaptable, flexible, safe, and optimistic workplace. What are your thoughts on that? You are absolutely correct in that our women business owners, by taking these matters and putting it on the forefront, is really amplifying the discussion and really shining a spotlight on these issues that have been there, but also making sure that we're addressing it. You know, women women business owners, over 48% are saying, I'm going to take a personal pay cut in order to keep my employees, to give them the benefits that they need. Um, Over 40% of them are saying, I'm going to provide flexibility and drive that. It's an important thing for my employees as much as it is for me. And I think that um, why that is important, when you look at 2020 and the number of new businesses that were started by women, over half of the new businesses that were started in last year were by women, and um, as that, that I think is going to continue to grow. And so when you think about our local economy, the employers, the small business owners, the women entrepreneurs, all kind of, uh, you know, taking sort of this driving um, – you know, factor of mental health, wellness, and stress into solutioning, I think we're going to see a tremendous amount of progress. And it's an evolving discussion. It's, it, um, it continues on, but what I love about it is um, we're addressing it. And our business owners, our women business owners, like yourselves, are just, you know, hitting it and, and then making sure that we're pivoting and um, driving a solution to, to the challenges. Yeah. See, you know what I love about this? This always generates ideas. We're a network that is all about optimism and ideas. So it's not a mistake that, you know, we've been able to stay in business. But, you know, you just you described me, not only me, but also my lead here. We went through this and you're right. We cut our own paychecks. Uh, because mm-hmm. we knew that we had to keep the talent. We knew we understood it. And I saw that statistic, which is so important, and it is most women small business owners rate their current financial situation as strong or fair. But when you look at the numbers on this, you know, you're looking at fair and poor at 61%. And I think if there was ever a sore point for us in business, it was the lack of understanding of the fact that maybe some of us, you know, need another round of PPP and we can't get it. But for the most part, what your numbers say is we are all getting lines of credit. We are all getting loans. We are all out there to stay in business and and thrive. And I love your outline and what you found. I love that you did this because we are the people that are in that investing in new technology category and staffing. We're resilient, aren't we? I mean, see, when I step back and look at what you found, I just see resilience everywhere. Well, what I, that's what I love about this business because I get to spend time 
you know, with uh, people like you that are creative, innovation. This The dark period that we were just in is going to spark so much change, innovation, needed thinking that I believe is going to prepare us for the future. Even things like, you know, this idea, your, your set, the, the idea around, you know, compensation being fair, right? Many women business owners saying, over half of our business owners saying it's fair is such a great place to be because that's fair with pay cuts, with sales going down potentially during the pandemic. That optimism going forward is going to increase. And I think that coupled with the strong connections with the community, ongoing you know, conversations, uh, that sort of drive that connection point I think is going to serve well. And, and I love, I always say the spirit of a small business owner is just the most exciting thing to, uh, you know, work with because there's no problem uh, that cannot be solutioned. And that's an entrepreneur spirit. And so the question yeah. is, how do we do that in a way where it's sustainable um, over the course of uh, the next few years and our future? Yeah, I'll tell you, I would love, to um, if not, don't want to give you more work here, but I would certainly love if Bank of America created a forum for us women business owners to come together and share ideas. Because somebody like me who is in a studio office space, we've doubled our space to keep our employees safe. We partnered with an air scrubbing company so that we could bring air scrubbers in here and scrub our air every day, 24-7. Um, you know, we have done things that most women that I talk to have gone ahead and done and informally have shared ideas. But this to me and what your results show is that we're beyond, how do I say it? The results of what you found go beyond how do we handle the pandemic? Because what this says to us is that women business owners have literally rewritten the book on self-care mental health wellness, and how to handle stress. We even got our employees something called brain tap to help them with stress. And I want to ask you this, because this is a short interview. First, how do we find out more? And what are we as women business owners, what can we look forward to from your perspective? Absolutely. Um, so bankofem.com slash small business is a great resource. Uh, it's not only a great resource for helping with just sort of running business operations, but what you were talking about in terms of networking and opportunities for that, there's a lot of information on that front there. Our partnership with Cornell Institute. I, I take your point, though. I think it's great. We need to come together and have more dialogue, and so I've, I've noted that down. Um, access to capital still remains a challenge, as you talked about. And yes. I think that one of the biggest things that we do as enablers is to try and make that an easy, simple, transparent process. And we just launched Bank of America Access to Capital Directory, which uh, connects business owners to institutions that want to provide capital. And um, we're going to continue on that front, and we're going to continue to help sort of round out the resources that our business owners need. I think, to your point, what can we expect? This, this sort of operation change, the fundamental changes that are being driven by our women business owners that are going to sustain beyond the pandemic and even post-pandemic are actually the disruptors and the things that we're going to need in order to compete for the future. 
So like you, I'm super optimistic about it because with the growth of women business owners happening, um, with the sustainability of them staying in business and maintaining business, with sales and revenue being fair and going up, and with optimism of hiring, I think all of these coming together will help us accelerate uh, growth and also just, you know, build a, a great community uh, to live in and work in. Yeah. And boy, I'll tell you, we have gotten innovative when it comes to how to have our businesses thrive and also how to do everything that you've listed in the reports, you know, including for us as a TV, radio TV network, including giving our people remote workstations, literally technology that they could run from their their homes if they have high-speed internet. I mean, this is really, I think, one of the most innovative, creative, and painful times we've experienced in my lifetime. And I hope that we all come together so that we can literally put a white paper together for other women in small businesses and say, look, we've been here and we can help you grow. And that's what you're bringing to the forefront here. That's what you're shining a light on by this report and by doing these interviews. Carol, thank you so much for doing this. Just one last question. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? My personal message is the small business owners are the backbone of our local economy and our macro economy. So support your small business owner, uh, shop local, and uh, you know participate in the growth of the local community. It matters. Thank you. And one more time for that information. Please let people know how they get their hands on that. Go to bankofamerica.com slash small business. There's a tremendous amount of resources there for you. I love it. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Not just talk. Conversation for profound self-awareness. Stick with us. Your best life awaits on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our good news segment. Very good news. Listen, breaking down the stigma around menopause. I wish I knew Barb Dean, nurse Barb, nationally recognized health expert, women's health nurse practitioner. But I wish I would have met her years ago because stigma is an understatement. For those ladies out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Menopause is something that we will all as women go through. But what does it mean to stigmatize something that is such a natural evolution of who we are as women? And what does it do? Besides the normal things you'll hear us talk about today, you're going to hear from Barb about what this award-winning author, this nationally recognized health expert has to say to help us understand that whatever you think you are, you're more than that. And that this is a life change to celebrate. Nurse Barb, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Oh, Dr. Pat, there's so much good news now. There's so (laughs) many more options that are available. And I love how you're talking about menopause because you're right. There's such a stigma and there's also so much misinformation. You're doing such a good service talking about this today. 
Well, I want to talk about it from a lot of different perspectives, but this is something you're passionate about. This is something you're bringing to the forefront. What most women may or may not know or maybe don't understand is there is a wide range of stigmatization that happens. Everything, my my example, everything from standing up at an important presentation and breaking out in an enormous sweat and becoming the 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 brunt of that presentation, you know, the laughing part of that presentation. But let's go through the list because this is really where we need to say to women, please stand up, please stand tall, please hold your head up high. You're amazing, right? Oh my gosh, we are amazing. And that's the thing, right? Women are so adaptable. We put up with so much. And so often we suffer in silence. But what I tell my patients is no, 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 no. We are not suffering in silence. You deserve to feel better. And there are lots of options that you need to consider to help you through this because this menopause transition is not just a moment. It can last from one to 15 or more years. Yeah. I get, let me ask you a question. I love doing these interviews and albeit they're short, but you know, I want to ask you this. You not are you're not only passionate about this, this is your purpose. You have been out in the world an advocate for women's health. This is like your life's path. I want to ask you, what touched your heart to point you in this direction? Dr. Pat, that's such a great question. So I've been a women's health nurse practitioner for over 30 years. And I think what happened for me was I saw that women were suffering, that they didn't want to bring up all of these issues because they felt like they had done something wrong or they just didn't get the memo or figure things out. But women are having hot flashes. They're having poor sleep quality. They're having mood swings. And ladies... They're having a lot of vaginal irritation, soreness, and itching, which is so personal and private. They think it's just them, but it's not. It's biology. It's menopause. All of these symptoms are related to reduced estrogen levels. And when I talk to women about, listen, it's not just you, but we have options for you. There are hormones, but also hormone-free, non-prescription options that most women prefer. And we can offer that to women for symptom relief. So don't suffer in silence. You know, I want to just thank you so much for sharing that. I want to just ask you, let's get down to this and talk about what this is. You know, we have heard, you know, jokes about this. We have heard, well, you know, once you reach this, you're over the hill. Now, I will tell you, I started at a very young age. And, you know, one of the things that I love about what you're doing, I love how positive and optimistic you are, is you're actually laying the groundwork to say, wait a minute, ladies, this is where we are. This is where we hold our heads. And by the way, we've got a solution for you. So tell me what you've seen in terms of the symptoms and tell me what is the latest for the solutions. Well, in the last few years, uh, Dr. Pat, there's a lot of good news because there's many more options for women. And in the old days, we thought, okay, it's either hormone therapy or suffer in silence, right? (laughs) But hormone replacement therapies, a lot of my patients and women across the country are understandably a little concerned about the potential for side effects with that. So they are looking for those hormone-free options to address their symptoms and their healthcare providers are open to talking about it as well. Mm -hmm. And as a healthcare provider, what I want to see is I want to see clinical data. I want to know that this is safe 
And I want to see that it's efficacious, that that is that it works well. And what I like about Equel is there's decades of clinical research behind it supporting both the safety and the efficacy. And also, Dr. Pat, we, we want to have a holistic approach, right? Yeah. There's not one magic wand for every woman. And we, we need to look at lifestyle habits like exercise and a nourishing diet, because those things do help us feel better. One of the things I love is I've done a lot of shows on women's health. And the reason that I did it was that six months after starting my show back in 2004, I came down with a mystery disease. Um, and that's what it was called at this point. It was the we don't know. Um, but that led me on a healing journey, everything from, you know, what do you think you contracted? How did you get it? Did you get bit by a tick to maybe your hormone levels are off? I want to ask you, how much do we not know about the importance of balanced hormones? Well, we're learning all the time. And I just went to the North American Menopause Society Conference. Um, and women, of course, can go to menopause.org for more information about that. But we're learning more and more all the time about our hormones. And one of the things we know is that in menopause, all of the symptoms we're having are related to lower hormone levels. And yet, Women are looking for non-hormonal options, mm -hmm. but there are products out there that are naturally derived. They're plant-based ingredients that mimic estrogen and alleviate symptoms. And that's, let's talk about that because that's really, I think, the innovative breakthrough that we're talking about. See, this is the thing that when I go back and I think about where were we, where we are now, where are we going? You know, we're talking about options that weren't available before we get so I, once I get going, I get going. How do people find out more about what we're talking about today? What's the best website for people to go? Well, um, for for women who want to learn more about non a non hormonal option like Equel, they can visit Equel.com. And for more information about menopause in general, they can go to menopause.org. We are now reaching the space and the time where we have gotten so much better at taking good care of ourselves and understanding it. And when I think about the some of the things that women are saying on the website, you know, they're saying after six weeks, I feel like a much better version of myself. Uh, we have all tried a lot of things. And when I look at what people are saying, they're saying that, wait a minute, the benefits here the things that we're doing here, you know, that it's safety of use. Let's just talk about that. No negative effect. I mean, this is really for women. This is the kind of thing that puts a smile on their face. What have you discovered about what people are saying? And what advice would you give people that are going through this? Well, Dr. Pat, Here's the thing, right? All yeah. of these things are related. So what I ask my patients to do is do your research. Um, make a list of the symptoms, even if you're not sure they're related to menopause, and um, bring these concerns up at the beginning of your visit with your provider, not at the end. And you can also set up your own specific menopausal appointment to, to talk to them about what your concerns are and some of the options for relief. And before you do that, 
do your research on hormone-free options for menopause, and you can look into products that have become available in the last few years. So take charge of your own health and take charge of how you feel. Please don't suffer in silence. You deserve to feel better. And and when you're thinking about hormone-free and prescription-free options, do check out equal.com. I have patients on this supplement, and when I have them come back to tell me how they're doing, my patients are telling me, gosh, you know what? I am feeling better. Now, as a provider, again, I'm looking for data that supports the use, and I'm looking for data that supports safety, and I'm encouraged because that's what we see with the decades of research behind Equel. And, you know, there's so much more. And I just want to spell this for people. It's E-Q-U-E-L as in Lucy, L as in Lucy, E, equel.com. And when you go there, there's a lot of information. I just want to say uh, to everybody out there, including answering some of your questions. And some of the questions are, is it safe? And you'll be able to see the answer to that. And then what I love is, is it effective? I always ask that question. Here's one of the things, Nurse Barb, that I was really struck by. Um, what is it that that most most women experience in this? They cannot sleep at night. And I was looking at some of the results after 12 weeks of taking it, that that folks were sleeping 50, mm-hmm. 50, 50 minutes more. Now I'll tell you, that is a lot for women that are not getting sleep. So what excites you most about what you're seeing and how this, how equal will change the landscape for women? What excites me most um, as a provider is that women, um, they really want to make sure that there's something they can do besides just suffer through and try to get by as best they can. And we know that the lack of sleep really impacts day-to-day life. It impacts their work life. So when women are beyond fatigued, right, it's really, really hard to concentrate. And in in addition, um, when women are having hot flashes at work, one of my patients told me she has to bring extra clothes so she can change into them. Oh, yeah. So when we have something that's hormone-free, right, that helps um, us all feel better um, because there's a safety um, data behind it, then we can start to manage our symptoms. We can start to manage some of these things that we thought, do I just have to put up with this? No, you don't just have to put up with it. So again, what I want every woman to know is you have more options now than ever before, including hormone-free options, which many women prefer. I think this is sort of, you know, for the women that are listening to this today, they're, they're thinking, did you really say that? Did you really say a non-hormonal option? And the answer is yes. And I want to make sure that for people that are worried about options, that you go take a look at the website on your own, you go find out you know, why this is number one pharmacist recommended. And please take a look at what you'll see here. And all of the questions that we have, no association with breast cancer, no changes in sex or thyroid hormones. I mean, you could read this for yourself. Listen, a lot we can talk about, but from your perspective, from where you sit, from being on television, radio, all of the above, what are you most excited about as you look ahead? What are you most excited about? Well, I'm really, really excited that we have a naturally derived plant-based ingredient that mimics estrogen and helps alleviate symptoms. And what I'm excited about is women don't have to just suffer and try to put up with this because after all... 
the menopause can, transition can last for many, many years. And what we put into our body is important. And it's important that we feel comfortable with what we're putting into our bodies. So do your research, as Dr. Pat says, and make sure you're getting the information you need to make a decision about how you're going to treat these bothersome symptoms. Wow. And for those of you that go there, you'll see that there's a special promotion code, all of the above, a lot of answers uh, to your questions. Um, Nurse Barb, last question. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with? And please, again, tell people how they can find out more. Dr. Pat, I love this show. I love how positive (laughs) you are. And I love how you're bringing good news to people. So as I tell my patients, please don't suffer in silence. You deserve to feel better. You deserve to live your best life. And I want women to know you can talk to your healthcare providers about hormone-free and prescription-free options for symptom relief like Equel. And you can go to equel.com for more information. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. And women to women. What's your personal message to women? My personal message to women is go out there, take charge of your health, take charge of your life, and um, do talk to providers about the things that are important to you. Don't just think it's um, something you have to suffer with or put up with. Yeah. And I want to say to women out there, for all of us that know exactly what this experience is like, we want to say to all of you, you know, you deserve a great life. This is just one more way to put a smile on your face. Thank you so much, Nurse Bob. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our good news segment. Anytime there's an opportunity for me to talk about what we are providing, how we are providing it, and what we can do to really create an amazing life for our veterans, people that have served this country. Ed Sandrick joining me here today, Director of Veterans Channel Humana, and J.J. Montanero, also Financial Planning USA. Thank you, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Great, great to be here. Um, now, I got to tell you this, up close and personal, I know how healthcare and money is related because I knew what it cost me when back in the day, I didn't have insurance, I didn't have Medicare, and, and I got very sick. And so when you take the conversation of looking at bringing both of these together, you're really helping people create a beautiful quality of life moving forward. Um, I want to ask you, Ed, coming off with uh, right out of the gate with you and then JJ with you. This is a daunting time for people. Millions of people are eligible, but very rarely do we get a conversation that has to do with a Medicare Advantage plan or anything like that, that involves information for our veterans. Can you tell us what is on your heart? What has called you to come forward to bring this message forward? And I want to just ask both of you this question. So JJ, you get the benefit of me asking Ed first. Um, I want to know the top three things on your list. Ed, take it away. Well, uh, thanks for the thanks for the question, Doctor Pat. I think what's on my heart relative to this conversation is this is a daunting time for anybody eligible for Medicare. Uh, you go out to the mailbox, and that's uh, pretty much all you see is something in there that that uh, describes a Medicare uh, plan or even even on TV. Veterans in particular, um, I think we we are veterans, and there are a lot of misconceptions, myths and misconceptions out there about Medicare and VA coverage in particular. Many veterans believe that if they 
elect for a Medicare Advantage plan that they jeopardize their their benefits at the VA, which is absolutely not true. Right. Uh, you can you can have your VA healthcare use VA if and when you want to, and you can also enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan and use the network of providers and hospitals and the benefits you get with Medicare Advantage. The two can work side by side. They don't conflict. They don't coordinate necessarily. You can use them at at, uh, at your discretion. Humana, uh, in particular, when you talk about what's on my heart, a couple of years ago, we created the Humana Honor Medicare Advantage Plan, which was created with veterans in mind. It was a, it's a plan that is, uh, was created to complement care that veterans get at the VA. All but anyone else, anyone eligible, uh, for Medicare can enroll in the Honor Plan. It was created with veterans in mind. You know, there was, there's a method to my madness of asking these questions, Ed. Um, and, and there's a method because I know what it's like to have one foot in the daunting conversation about healthcare and another foot in the even more daunting conversation about financial planning. So you both have come together. Can I hop over, JJ? Let me hop over to you. Sure. Um, this is really an interesting tag team. You're like the WWE people of bringing both of these together, right? This is like a tag team conversation that many people don't do. I got to ask you, JJ, you know, where do you see the pivotal point in bringing a conversation about um, Medicare and financial planning together? What, what What's popped in your heart? Well, so, so to me, again, I'm coming from a financial planning background. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having trouble. I'm having problems with my wrestling outfit visual. That's, that's causing me. I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, so, so you, you, you put a price tag on that. So from a financial planning perspective, uh, there's a lot of studies out there, but, but the, the price tag you see is 250 to 300,000 just on that's going to be what the average couple age 65. So, so generally Medicare eligible is going to, going to expend on the basic things like uh, uh, prescription drugs, co-payments, Medicare part B insurance premiums. So that's a, that's a big price tag. And that's a, that, that really holds the, the power to throw you off when it comes to your financial plan and financial security. So I think it's something that folks need to be aware of. And to me, I guess, when you go to where's my heart, it's all about being involved, being deliberate. And in a case like this, this is not a simple subject. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there are a lot of different variables and paths you can go down. So, so don't be afraid to ask for help. Asking for help is not weakness. So at USA, we have our, you know, uh, Medicare specialists, Humana's got teams that can help answer folks and guide them down the right path. Yeah, we're going to get back to you in a minute, because part of the conversation, at least that I've had is I've sat around the table and had conversations where it kind of went like this. Well, it's going to cost me an extra dollar more to get dot, dot, dot. And, you know, what I love about the conversation is you lay it out and say, here's what it's going to cost if you don't get that. And that's really education, Ed. This is education information, because you you know this, right? The number one question that comes up, especially for our veterans, is, well, wait a minute. If I do this, will it take this away from me? Right, Ed? Absolutely. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, Dr. Pat, there are a lot of myths conceptions, myths and misconceptions out there about how Medicare and VA uh, may not work together. And the fact is, if I'm eligible for the VA, I can use the VA healthcare system if and when I want. 
and I can use my Medicare plan uh, when I want as well. The two work side by side. I'm not going to jeopardize my benefits at the VA should I enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan and use Medicare. And I, the, the two do not conflict with one another. So it is important for individuals to go to the right place to, to get questions like that answered. Uh, Medicare.gov. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. Yeah, Medicare.gov is an excellent resource for all the plans that are available across the country or Humana.com slash Medicare, where individuals can understand what's available through through Humana, including the Humana Honor Medicare Advantage Plan, which was created with veterans in mind. And through the Humana website, individuals can also schedule a a visit with a, a licensed agent so they can ask all of those questions and get the right answers so that when they uh, are are ready to make a decision, they can make a decision that's informed and it's going to be beneficial to them for 2022. And I love what you've done on the website too. I just want to say to people, when they go to Humana or Humana, H-U-M-A-N-A.com slash Medicare, when you go, when you all go there, you're going to be greeted with information, questions that you probably may or may not have asked yourself. So this is really a guidepost to take you through the conversation, the short, short conversation that we're having today. Um, You know, let's talk for both of you. This is my question for each of you, if you don't mind. Um, There are uh, benefits, and, and I don't mean like health benefits, I mean, pros and cons when people make these decisions, right? Um, uh, Colonel Sandra, one of the things that I'm really struck by is people don't know what they don't know. I know it was daunting for me. And I I talk about this all the time. What would you want to say to folks in this really short interview? What do you want to say to folks to give them a snapshot of the most important things you see? And then JJ, I'm going to hop over to you with the same question. Sure. Um, so I'll pick this up right away. The, yeah. When I'm looking at a, at a Medicare Advantage plan and the, whether I have VA benefits or not, I want to understand what the provider network, network looks like. Are the doctors and the hospitals that I would want to use in that network? Um, if I'm if I'm on medications and many seniors uh, are on med- medications, I want to make sure that the, the drugs that I need to get are part of that formulary that the Medicare Advantage plan offers. Uh, Seniors, uh, actually everybody, but seniors especially are on tight budgets, fixed income and that sort of thing. So the cost of the plan is important. The monthly premium, you know, the out-of-pocket while I use the plan, the coinsurance, deductibles, and and co-pays. I think I'd like to have my um, expenses for this year uh, on a piece of paper so when I talk with an agent, they can understand what I've been spending my money on where medical med- medical expenses are concerned and anticipate what, what things may look like in 2022. Uh, veterans should consider the care they get at the, at the VA and understand that Medicare Advantage won't conflict with care uh, benefits they get at the VA. They can work side by side. They can have both. The Medicare Advantage plan can provide an expanded network, second opinions, and things like that, that uh, folks who just have VA alone uh, may not have an opportunity to uh, take advantage of. Yeah. Ed, before we hop over to JJ, one of the things that I was really struck by, at least talking with my relatives who served, uh, was they're looking at plans like this because one of the things they're really interested is in their mental and physical well-being. And, you know, this is an ongoing conversation, especially one that we're having. 
And it's one that we don't talk about enough, that some of these plans offer people, um, how should I call it, um, on, on the website that you just sent us to, they, they talk about special needs plans. And I think that's important to mention to people, right? There may be some things that are unique to you. There may be some things that if you look into this a little bit further, it can give you a complete holistic perspective on your health and well-being. Do you see what I mean, Colonel? No question about it. And, and every individual is different. And that's why it's important for people to take advantage of the resources that are available, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Medicare.gov to, mm-hmm. to understand what Medicare has to offer across the country or Humana.com slash Medicare, where I can talk with an individual with an agent and let that agent know exactly what's going on with me and the kind of benefits that I would need in, in selecting a Medicare Advantage plan. No two yeah. people are alike, whether it's the financial piece or the, or the, the medical piece. It is important to get all the, the best advice available. No yeah. kidding. JJ, I want to hop over to you now in the last couple of minutes we have left because, you know, people are daunted out of even inquiring because like most of us, the dollar signs just flash in front of us. What is your role and how do you see the role you're playing in here? Literally ease the burden, right, for people who are overwhelmed with even thinking about the financial side of things. That's a great point, Dr. Pat. And actually, I think you really hit the nail on the head because what do we do when we get overwhelmed? We, we do nothing, right? We kind of lock up. And, oh and, and so I think when you look at this particular decision, doing nothing is exactly what you don't want to do. So Ed talked about all these different factors, whether it's the network, the cost, the medications and the formulary, those are all right on the money. But the thing about it is, is what was the case last year and where you happen to be as we go into this annual enrollment period, the landscape may change in the same plan that you're in from one year to another. So, So if nothing else, you want to look at at these options, have these conversations with, with folks that can help you to make a decision that's right going forward for 2022. So, so I guess what I was thinking is doing nothing is it might be the easiest, mm-hmm. but it's not the right way to go. And don't get paralyzed because it's a complex subject. Like I said earlier, reach out for help, find somebody that can help you go to, go to humana.com forward slash Medicare, go to usa.com forward slash Medicare, talk to a licensed specialist and, and and ask your questions and figure out w- what the right path forward is. And guess what? Next year, we're going to have the same conversation because what you did this year may not make as much sense next year. So it's a, unfortunately, it's a never-ending wheel. Yeah. And you know, you know what they say about you know, not taking action. I mean, it is really the home of regrets. And that's really what we don't want for people here. We don't want that. Last question um, for each of you really quickly. What's the best website? And I'd love to know from each of you, your personal message. What do you want to leave us with? Um, Colonel, do you want to start out with you? Sure. Uh, the websites would be medicare.gov. Uh, an individual can see what's available across the country in every market. And humana.com slash Medicare, where you can see what Humana has available, including the Humana Honor Plan, which, which is recommended by USAA to understand what's available there and have an opportunity to talk with a licensed agent. I think uh, personally, uh, the veterans are an important uh, to me personally mm-hmm. and important to our, to our country. 
as JJ mentioned earlier, 9 million veterans are eligible for Medicare. About half of them use uh, VA healthcare, and many of them believe that they can only have the VA healthcare or they would jeopardize VA healthcare should they enroll in Medicare Advantage. I think they need to make sure that they ask all the questions. Veterans are typically a little bit shy about that, uh, thinking that they, that they don't need anything else. And uh, I think it's important for them to make that phone call or get on that website and see what's available. Wow. Thank you so much. JJ, how about for you? Yeah. So I would just say uh, kind of down the same path, but we're getting ready to roll into the holiday season. So what I would encourage everybody to do is, is have those conversations with your family in terms of where you are, where your, where your strengths, weaknesses are, where you might need assistance. And I know it's not great Thanksgiving dinner talk, but it's, it's conversations that we don't want to let go. So that inaction that you talked about, Dr. Pat, we, we, we don't want to be that way relative to, to making sure that we're getting the help we needed, having the conversations we need to have, even within our family. So it's a little bit broader than, mm-hmm. than this discussion, but I think it's very important. And this is a great time to to raise that issue, I think. Absolutely. These conversations not only save lives, but they improve the quality of lives for so many. Thank you both for everything you're doing. 